Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 78 of Speak On It. We were on vacation last week. We are back. We are fired up. I am your host, Danny Ocean, as always, joined by the smoothest man on the planet, Losty Mix. How was your trip? Oh, my heavens. Folks, if you follow me on IG, you probably noticed that last week we didn't record because your boy was at Disney World slash getting, I was outside adjacent. I was outside of Jason and I was going up. It was a lot of it was a lot of good vibes, a lot of good time. Um so happy to take my girl down there. We had a grand time. Uh man, it was it was it was just blessed to get some sun, get some good vibes. Now I'm back and wow, what a time to come back from vacation because man, it is crazy out in these streets. Um I think before we really get into what we about to really get into today, I wanna, uh, I really wanna take the time uh, to send my warmest and most deepest felt condolences uh, to 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 take off and his family and all of QC. Um, the tragedy that happened last night, early this morning, is it's unbelievable uh we talk about a dude who was very humble very to himself like this is we gotta do better um it's not every not every fisticuff situation needs to needs to go to the straps and we we as people really need to need to need to need to really think about how we're using and caring about these uh these these handguns not saying everyone has a second to right amendment but come on fam dice we we we, we can do better as people so i want to send my condolences uh the qc takeoff offset quavo we just gotta do better we just gotta do better people yeah man that i woke up this morning like right when the news broke and i just like that just set the mood for the rest of the day. Like you, you said, man, like if the, if the disagreement, if it's like that, just fight. Like if you can't use a word, use your fist. It's just, and you know what I'm saying? We're not advocates of violence, but yo, yeah, like run that, you know what I mean? And go about your day and y'all live to tell the story another day. And y'all maybe even laugh about it because y'all realize y'all fighting over a game of dice. Um, but you know, we, we here to, you know what I'm saying? Here to spread some good vibes. Um, people, we, we're happy to be back. Shout out Gator J. Shout out Bam in the chat. Um, Danny, tell us who the, who the pod's brought to us by, man. So this pod is brought to you by goingfor2.com. Head over to goingfor2.com for all your daily fantasy needs. We're in full swing football season. Get that waiver wire information that you need so you can win your league. You can look like your boy in our redraft league. We're not going to talk about Dynasty right now. We'll get to our fantasy talk later. But again, head over to goingfor2.com for all your fantasy needs. Shout out to everyone that's pulled up in the chat. We bump in. We live. We got a whole bunch of stuff to talk about. We got NFL week eight. Uh NBA tread deadline. We got to talk about some penalties. We got to talk about our fantasy stuff. We got a, our quick hitters at the end, including Steve Nash getting, uh, I'm sorry, mutually parting, you know, mutually agreeing to parting ways with the Nets. And then they, they hire Ime Doku 30 seconds later. Uh, we got our, our some plugs at the end. So, D, like, you want to get started? I feel like this might be Gator J DM'd us today. I was like, yo, this show going to be extra long. And Gator, you are exactly right. This, this yeah, about to be 
we're gonna go until my computer die. It's plugged up and it says it's not charging. So we're gonna <laughs> ride this joint until the computer die. So let's jump into week eight. Um, it's done. Last night was the, the, the end of week eight. We're heading on to week nine, and we're at the halfway point, D. We are we are feel like it just started yesterday, but here we are halfway over the regular season. Uh, Hall of Fame QBs, Brady and Rodgers, still struggling offenses, can't get off the ground for some reason. Philadelphia Eagles, let's say that again. Tonight, I'm going to share my screen, and we buying tickets to Phoenix, Arizona, because the Eagles are going to the Super Bowl. We're going to buy airline <laughs> tickets tonight, live on air. But the Eagles remain under, undefeated. Best record since 2004, when Andy Reid took them to the Super Bowl. Uh, the Panthers and Falcons played the game of the year, baby. I was glued in, tied in. To that game, um, Derrick Henry called the Texans food again. Seems to be a common theme when Derrick Henry plays at Texas. Uh, in Dallas, damn near put 50 on Chicago. Uh, it's clear, D, that after week eight, that the Bills, the Philadelphia Eagles, uh, and the Chiefs are the top three teams in the league. And then there are a handful of teams underneath them, the tier underneath them, uh, of pretty good teams that, that can make a run if they catch fire at the right time. As we live and breathe right now, do you field one of those three to win it all, or do you take the field? Who? Uh, I mean, this is tough. You're talking about the, the Bills, who put an ass kicking on my Packers on Sunday night, who clearly look offensive and defensively. Although the 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 Dolphins beat them, the Bills look like they are probably one of the most. I think they're the most complete team. I'm sorry, maybe I was wrong. I was wrong uh, saying that the Bills are going to. That, you know, the Bills were all cap. I was wrong. I mean, they are they are very good on both ends of the ball, and they're continuing to get better with some trades. The Eagles, your Eagles, man. I mean, y'all y'all undefeated. You guys uh, you guys have a really good offense. I mean, it's hard to stop with RPO option. You have, I mean, it's like picking your poisons. They can run it. They have three really good receivers, and they got a defense that can uh, really, when it's pass rushing time, it's, it's spooky. It's spooky. And then the Chiefs, I mean, they have probably the worst defense of these three teams, but I think probably probably the most balanced and dynamic offense. It's, it's hard to game plan because they just have a lot of ways to attack you. But I think I'm going to take the field here, and this is okay. why. I think when you look at where, where we're at in this season, I think these three teams, the Bills, Eagles, and Chiefs, are clearly – they're peaking right now. But I think there's a team somewhere in the field – uh, when we start thinking, when we start thinking about Titans of the world, you start thinking about the Ravens of the world. You start thinking about the Jets, the Dolphins. You start thinking about the Vikings, the Cowboys, the Seahawks, who don't look bad. I think some of these teams that are starting to maybe figure it out, they're probably going to hit a bumpy road. I think one of them. I think we have a greater chance of one of them starting to figure some things out, making a run, sort of similar to what the Bengals did. Remember, the Bengals were up and down last season. Then they just yeah. figured it out and took that took that ride all the way to the Super Bowl. Now you got factor in one. I think one of these three teams are going to get hit with a major injury. Unfortunately, God, you know, hopefully that doesn't happen. But it's obviously also part of the sport. Barring injury, you know, I think Bills, Eagles, and Chiefs looks very likely. But if you had to ask me as a betting man, I think I'm gonna take the field. I think I'm gonna take uh, the field versus the top three teams. Would say you, my friend. That is fair. I will say, like. I'm taking one of these three teams, the Bills, the Chiefs, and the Eagles, and if I had to put money on it, I'd probably put the Chiefs. I feel like the Bills, we've seen them play amazing. They, they haven't put a full game together, which is scary. They seem 
put together really good halves of football, and that's enough to either put them over the edge or the lead is too far or significant that they can't come back. So if the Bills continue to do that, I think if, if Josh Allen converts to Josh Allen his first couple of years in the NFL, then they're in trouble. For me, Patrick Mahomes is the scariest man on this planet. Like it does not matter. He is the only like I think he has two or three games this year being down double digits and coming back to win. I believe uh, the there's some crazy stat like his win percentage down ten points is almost double of the next person behind him, which is Tom Brady. Like that man is some kind of scary. Like when you're like usually when you're up ten points, you take a second to breathe as a fan. Like maybe I can go run to get something to eat or something. No, not when Patrick Mahomes on the side of the ball. Like the Chiefs are the scariest team in the league right now. And and for me, like if for me it's Chiefs, Eagles, Bills, like I would not want to face the Kansas City Chiefs for the Super Bowl because no lead is safe with Patrick Mahomes. Um I agree with you with team is going to peak and I think that team is going to be unfortunately the Dallas Cowboys. Like I like they have everything, and if Dak can just play anything like he did before he cracked his ankle a couple years ago, that team is nasty, and that team is really, really scary. That defense is legit. Um, at the same time, I think they're playing offenses that are prone to a lot of mistakes, so I'd love to see uh, the Cowboys and Eagles again because the Eagles don't turn ball over, and the Cowboys seem to really thrive off takeaways. I think Trayvon Diggs is still falling for the double move. I think he is susceptible to something. Like I think if you can – if you can get him on an island, which is crazy to say, he's one of the best corners in the league. But I think if you can play clean football against the Dallas Cowboys and limit their possessions or limit their defense from scoring, because Michael Parsons scored this weekend, I'd really like to see the Cowboys in a game where they have to go possession for possession instead of, you know, their their defense giving them a short field of their defense, you know, scoring the ball. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, that's obviously a strength of their team is their defense. So, yeah. you know, they, I would definitely see them leaning on that. I also uh, I also think there's a chance that maybe one of the top three teams from last year in the NFC, they start to figure it out, talking about the Bucks, talking about the Rams, talking about the Packers, albeit all three of them are struggling for their own independent reasons, right? The Rams yeah. cannot figure out a way to run the ball and protect Matthew Stafford. Um, and defensively, I think they're up and down. I think we talk about the the the, the Bucks. I mean, man, the, the Bucks offense is just not what it was. Oh. It's they cannot protect Tom Brady. Their receivers can't can't stay healthy. Can't get separation. Their defense isn't what it was. I think what's scary about the Bucks is teams aren't even afraid to run against them. And I think that used no. to be um, and then the Packers are just a fucking mess. They can't tackle anybody. They don't want to tackle anybody. They can't stop the run. They don't really want to stop the run. Uh, offensively, I mean, it's 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 shameful. We can't keep receivers out there. It doesn't really matter because, you know, we don't want to give our best player the ball when we do. I mean, it's just a run penalty or we're, we're out, of, out of alignment or giving up easy yards to penalties and putting ourselves in obvious passing situations, allowing our, our inconsistent uh, offensive line play to, to, to really – leak out so we you know maybe they want to get better i hope they do but this is this is this is really bad what's going on in green bay it's really bad what's going on in green bay so um yeah with that with that do you want to get into who got who had the most embarrassing loss of the week there's only one answer to this how you get shut out by the saints Yo, yo, I completely, I had a whole different team, but I completely forgot this happened to the Raiders. My friend, go ahead. Because I have something to say about a certain, no, go ahead, go ahead. How Derek Carr, like the um, 
do you find I don't think it was Brian Baldinger, but someone like just posted film on Twitter of Derek Carr and it was like he's thrown in a triple coverage and they weren't even hiding it. Like Devontae Adams was triple covered and Derek is like, Yeah, let's do it. Fuck it. Let, let's see what happens. It was like, how do you get shut out by the Saints? Like, I know there's something to be said about a team on the West Coast traveling to the East Coast. I believe it was for a one o'clock kickoff, right? Like team traditionally don't do well in those scenarios, but dog. Zero. Josh Jacobs is the top five rusher in the league, and you could muster up anything against the Saints. Saints no. got a top five pick Sunday morning when we woke up, and they got shut out by the Saints. Seriously. Pack it up, Josh McDaniel. You're done. Thank you. Thank you. I want to stay there. Josh McDaniels, this is your second chance. This is your second chance. No, no, no. Really, this is your third chance because I still remember that foul shit you did to Indy. But yes. whatever. This is your this is your second chance. Now you would have thought <clears throat> after Brandon Marshall and all those folks came out and basically said, yo, Josh McDaniel is not a good head coach, that maybe he would come back and really redeem himself, right? And maybe make things right and maybe showcase to the world that he, you know, that he's not in need of Bill Belichick to be successful. Yo, this Raiders team is not good. Nope. Al Davis and the Davis family right now are somewhere kicking themselves, wishing that they had been able to just get this John Gruden thing a little bit more under control. Or I bet you this. They're finding, they're thinking through ways of how to fire Josh McDaniel so they can set up ways to how they're going to rehire John Gruden and spin that headline. Because I can tell you one thing about the Davis family. They are not racist by any sort of the imagination, but they don't like losing either. And they just got a fancy new stadium built down there in Vegas and they got to get some shit funded. And if you can't put asses in seats, it ain't happening, Captain. And you got a division with Justin Herbert. Whatever, whoever the quarterback's going to be in Denver and uh, Patrick Mahomes, you got to figure that out. Yes, you do. Yeah. And now, what about you? Um, man, uh, for, for me, I think um, it was a tie. Uh, the Bucks were really embarrassing with how with, with how they lost. Um, I think the Packers. When you really look at that Packers game, it was embarrassing. Um, yeah. You can you can you can you can hear it in how the coaches and how Matt Lafleur was talking to the media in the second half, the beginning of the second half. It was embarrassing. Um, and then, yeah, I also wanted to call out the 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 the, the Las Vegas Raiders because I mean, what are we doing? What are we doing? Oh, and the New York Jets. Just I'm gonna throw that one out there too. That was just nasty. If y'all were able to watch some of the highlights of the New York Jets. <laughs> It was like Zach Wilson was playing for the New Orleans Patriots. I mean, New New England Patriots. Um, Dog, did you see the one pick? Like he's floating out of bounds. He's on his back foot, and he, he just like, like, like he was shooting a J. Like, yeah. And Devin McCourty was like, "Yo, easiest pick of my life. Are you serious? Is this oh. is this practice? It's it, no, it had to be. McCourty's uh, like, oh, he got to be out of bounds. Like he, there ain't no way he throwing this to me. What do you think? Uh, is wrong with the Houston Texans. They just don't have enough talent. Why? The thing about the Houston Texans is they supposedly have a really good pass defense, but they're not really good against the run. So are they good against the run or are they good against the run because no one runs against them because they just pass all over them? 
I think it's more so it's easier oh, yeah. to run the ball than it is. It's it's more efficient to throw the ball, but it's I mean, yeah, but it's easier to run the ball. So I feel like if I can just run the ball, run all over them, control the clock, not that Davis Mills is setting the world on fire, but at the same time, you got what Devin Singletary is a rookie. I mean, he's good, but he's still a rookie. And I believe they drafted a safety 37th overall. Again, really good, a lot of potential, but right now it's like you don't know anything. Like we can eat you alive. So I guess it's a pick your poison, right? If we want to I feel like let the offensive linemen let their hair down, start what? Yo, no, but time out though. You know, I'm not gonna let you get away with that without a pause. You yeah, what did I say that was pause worthy? Hey, yo, we gonna eat you alive. Hey, yo. Oh no, yeah. But, but similar to what King Henry, I mean Gator J just said, King Henry just owns Houston. I'm telling you, Derrick Henry, if you have Derrick Henry in fantasy, you know there's two games, two and a half games. There's four games that you know you're going to get at least 20 to 30 points, both games against the Texans and both games against the Jaguars. And then the rest of the season, you're just aiming for 13 to 16 points. You're going to be all right as a Derrick Henry fan. But them games against the Texans and the Jaguars, it's just feast. It makes no sense. That's how he, get, oh. that's how he gets 2,000 yards because he gets 400 yards against the Texans. Not really. Yeah. Um, man, how how about uh Bam Bam uh Bam's talking Bam's about an insider? Yeah, Bam speaking like an insider here. For those who are speaking on or listening via the audio, Bam's in the chat saying Brandon Cooks was tweeting about telling uh Houston Texans organizational secrets. He's had it with Houston, and he was counting on being traded. Yeah, uh, I thought he was would be traded too that's actually surprising i think well, the apparently text- he they were in conversations to trade him to dallas but they couldn't strike a deal before the deadline dallas needs him like that hey dog that'd be spooky cooks on one side cd on the other side that, that's scary what is, what is uh what are the packers doing why don't they make some moves I heard you guys were in the running for I, I forgot who you guys were in the running for Chase Claypool with the Bears, but Pittsburgh thinks the Bears pick second round pick is going to be higher, so they sent him to the Bears instead of Green Bay. Yeah, because they they because they, they they which they say it is we know y'all going to be some ass. We're not fully sure if they really they asked. said they said that first that second round pick going to be damn near first round pick. It's going to be the thirty third pick in the draft, which is just yeah. as good because no, the Patriots but, do not have a first round pick. That's kind of what they're saying. They're saying, yo, we we know y'all as we are not fully sure if they really as ass as they are playing right now, which is they funny, but complimentary. Um, all right, you want to get into some NBA? Yeah, let's talk about some basketball. So the NBA is in full swing. Um, and, and teams are already battling or weekend, and there's already a few storylines. Of course, your Lakers are the last team to get a win, and Russell Westbrook is now coming off the bench. Uh, Miles Turner is also talking about trade me to the Lakers or revisiting that trade because he is done with the Pacers. Um, Portland was the was the first team was one of the last teams to lose a game. Uh, my boy Lucas putting up numbers. Giannis they're going game to game to see who can be the MVP early on. Um, D in this young NBA season, uh, what what storyline would you like to address? Well. I want everyone to know we had these notes prior to today. Yeah. And Steve Nash has been let go. Ime Udoka is on his way, likely to be the head coach in mm. Brooklyn. So I guess my young storyline is who the hell would have thought that Steve Nash 
Nash would have been the first NBA head coach to be fired after oh, we what, we called that though. We called someone on the. I remember you and I talking about that. Like there, there is I mean, no we're, universe we're saying that to choose between KD and Steve Nash and and Sean Marks. And I was, I think we were maybe saying that if one had to go first, it might be Steve Nash before Sean Marks. And brother, you lose two out of five. You lose two out of seven games. I mean, you win two out of seven games to start the season with KD and Kyrie averaging over thirty. Yeah, someone got to go. Somebody got to go. Let, let, let a lot of people are saying they may have fired the wrong person. Oh, I mean, the GM's next, right? Superstars are the last to go. Sean Marks is next. Like, let, let this team lose a little bit more. Also, uh, one, one last thing, another storyline. As Stephen A. Smith once said, the Lakers stink. Yes, they do. They stink. Boo. What the hell is this basketball product that's been putting on the basketball court? I'm happy we got our first win. But I want everyone to know, when the Los Angeles Lakers shoot threes, it literally, it sounds it, it sounds like dumbbell swings. It sounds like dumbbell slams in an open gym. It's yo, it sounds like it's it sounds like somebody's hitting a body bag in a boxing gym. Nothing but bricks, 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 bricks. So tell me how in the age of, of dynamic shooting. And, and athletic wings who can cover uh, one through five and maybe playing the point forward position that Rob Palenka put together a roster with no shooters. No. Mm. I'll, I'll get to your Lakers in a second. For me, I'm going to read four teams, and you tell me where you thought these teams would be before the season started. And one of these teams don't fit, but the other three do. The Blazers, mm-hmm. the Suns, mm-hmm. the Jazz. In the mm-hmm. Spurs before the season, where did you have the Blazers, the Jazz, and the Spurs? I had the Blazers winless until December. I had uh, damn, seven. you had six seven. weeks of losses. Damn, I ain't gonna do that. Uh, I, I, I had, um, I would say I had the uh, I had the Spurs being a lottery team right there with the Blazers, and I had. The Suns kind of struggling, maybe, but kind of figuring some things out because they have uh, Chris Paul and Devin Booker. But, uh, man, I mean, they look really, really, really good, uh, all all these teams right now. I mean, the, the the Jazz, the Spurs, and the Blazers, all with one one loss. They're playing really good team basketball. Top four teams in the West. So, uh, as, as Charles Barkley would say, they either don't know they suck yet or they just – they're really good. Um, Suns not surprising me though. I feel like the Suns are a little surprised by who 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 these other teams in the top four are. They're like, what? Yes, the Suns yeah. are the only team that fit. The other yeah. three teams should be tank. Did you see the pick? There was a pick of uh, Danny Ainge at a Jazz game, and you can just tell he's like, "What the hell y'all doing? Like yeah. who? Well, like who didn't much. get the memo?" Victor Victor Wembenyama is not going to be here if y'all keep doing all this. Yeah, Danny said, I, I got to sell this hope. The hope is for next year. We sell I hope you, for... I bet you the Jazz are like, yo, everyone thinks we're going to be so bad that we're going to get Victor Wembenyama and he's going to come here and say, save the day. Fuck that. We're going to be so good that we don't yeah. even get him. That's right. We got Kelly Olenek in this bitch, baby. We, yeah. we straight. 
Yeah. Kelly me, the the second thing for me, if we're talking about the Mavericks, I am petrified this team is going to be the Hawks of last year. Like Luca is going nuclear and they're only beating the Magic by like seven. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at you guys right now. You're three and three. You're averaging 117, but you're giving up 110. Defense, man. Like they beat, they go beat Brooklyn. I was like, okay, we good. Like it's cool. And then you lose to Oklahoma City. You blow like an 11 point lead with two minutes to go against Oklahoma City. And then it's a back to back. You play Orlando. Luca has to drop like 35 40. And you only win first half, it seems like. Yeah, like the Magic start hitting their threes and need to start playing defense. Because if not, like Luca can't average 40 every night. Like, what and are you gonna do? With that high high usage rate, is he gonna make it to the playoffs? No, he's not. He will not make it to the playoffs, or he will not be effective in the playoffs. We don't need that. We don't need that. Um, let's let's shift back to to the to the NFL. Mm-hmm. Um, Sunday, we saw uh, a penalty in the Panthers-Falcons game. Uh, DJ Moore catches what essentially is the, the game-tying touchdown because they needed to feel they would have to extra point would have put him over. So the game-tying touchdown. Um, he was flagged for taking his helmet off after the play. Uh, this penalty ultimately shifted the outcome of the game a little bit. The PAT got moved back, missed the PAT. The Falcons will go on to win in overtime. Uh, also in the Packers game, we saw that Quay Walker made a bad decision and he got tossed for pushing a coach. Uh, both of those penalties changed the outcome of these games. So in the case of DJ Moore, do you think that the league should uh, evaluate these kind uh, of penalties? Uh, I think it's oh, we need to know that there, there's no clear advantage. No clear advantage was given to DJ by taking off his helmet. And it was clearly a very emotional spot in the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think if if you're watching if if you're watching the the Falcons and the Panthers game and you see the context, because I think context is important in, in some of these penalties, right? Uh, if you're watching that game and you know the context, this has been a hard fought game, and particularly in the second half, these teams are literally going back and forth and taking, retaking, and tying the lead, right? The the Panthers look out of it, and this throw is a fuck it, somebody down there is open sort of throw. Yes. And DJ Moore comes down with it, and he does the only thing that most people would do. Yo, I'm taking my helmet off because, are you serious? Like, are you serious around this bitch? That's what he was saying. That's how they guarded me? That's how they guarded me? Disrespectful. That's what he was saying. Like, yeah. come on. They can't guard me. And, I mean, this is, it's a, it's an emotional game. It was it's clearly after the play. It really wasn't even a celebration, really. Like, I think when you have the Philadelphia Eagles in the end zone reenacting whole scenes from movies and a guy's taking off his helmet in an emotional play, you tell me which is which maybe could be could really be seen as over the top and didn't get flagged, and what was really not over the top yeah. and didn't get flagged. So I think the NFL really needs to look at it. And I think in the case of something like a Quay Walker, I mean, you see how it changes the outcome of games when guys just do dumb things. Yeah. So what what maybe and probably I probably believed happened was somebody probably said some outrageous shit to him, maybe on the sideline as he was maybe rolling, and he was like, hey, yo, what are you talking about? So yeah, maybe he was justified, but yo, are you serious? Why are you doing this? Yeah. 
Um, but in the case of DJ Moore, back to the question, it's just, yo, I mean, that was a bad, bad penalty. And you, I don't want to say you robbed the team of the opportunity to win the game because they still had an opportunity to go and win an overtime. They missed the field goal, which Atlanta. I mean, they missed the PAT. Yeah, they missed the PAT, and then they also missed the field goal in, in overtime as well. So um, it's a shame, but NFL, y'all, y'all got to do better, man. They gotta, they gotta start changing the rules on penalties because it's no fun if the if the players can't have a little fun, man. These are really good athletes, and you want if you want to, uh, I think if you want to really expose your um, your 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 league to a more international market and make it more fun and marketable, you need that raw emotion in the game. I have a question: Is this a newly implemented rule? Because if I remember correctly, twenty seventeen. Minnesota Stefan Dix catches the Minnesota miracle. He runs to the end zone. He takes his helmet off and he throws it in the stands. Now, had time expired them or was there still time on the clock? Because I think there was like a second left or second or two left in that game. Like, I don't think that was like a or was that a walk off touchdown? Was that a walk off? That might that might be the difference that there was time on the clock and that there was no time on the clock when Stefan did it. But in regards to, like, I understand that the nature of the rule, you keep a helmet on while you're in the field of play because you might get hit. Or in that situation, a Falcons player might feel some kind of way and might try to snuff DJ Moore or, or, you know, hit him on the slide as he says something. You know, like, I get the nature of the rule in regards to how it's implemented. But, yeah, context, like, dude just caught the game when it touched down. Dude, like, he wasn't. Was he in the end zone when he took his helmet off, or was he like out of the field of play? Like, was he behind the goalpost? I can't remember. I think he was like out of bounds when he took his helmet off. But if I mean, if he was in the end zone, I get, like I get it. I just don't like it. I don't like it either. And it's like you're 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 you're, you're changing the outcome of a game that was that's very pivotal. It's very important, and you don't want it to come off come down to that you know what i'm yeah. saying like, them, like that was for the division lead mm-hmm. and now what you've essentially done is you've put carolina two games in the hole right versus yeah. Atlanta. Um, thank so. you gator said he was out of the field of play which who cares then right like if he's off the field of play like what's the difference between that and someone getting injured in the back of the end zone rolling over and taking their helmet off like would you flag for that yeah like if he's out of the field of play like let that slide. It is a very emotional moment. Yeah. I again I understand it. I just don't like it in this scenario. Yeah, it's just I think I think the NFL can do better. And I and I think uh I I seen former refs even come out and say, hey, he probably he shouldn't have been flagged, which kind of makes me even a little bit more upset. But you know, I think the Panthers and the Falcons are gonna see each other in uh, next week's Thursday night football game. So um oh, perfect. Okay, thank you, research. So Kyle said uh, that he just checked the box score for the Minnesota game from 2017. Diggs TD was the last one, so it was a walk-off. So once time expires, who cares? Yeah, who cares? Uh, I do want to address something really quick in the comment. Mm -hmm. Gator said he finds it funny that I'm an Eagles fan and a Mavs fan. And I have a if if the people want to hear it, I can tell it at the end, the story about how I became a Mavs fan. So if you guys want to hear it, let me know, and at the end of the show, I'll talk about how I became a Mavs fan because I did love the Sixers growing up. Like I was an Eagles Sixers fan, but I'll talk mm. about the Mavs later if you guys want to hear it. Yeah, let us know about your fandom 
for the Dallas Mavericks. There's nothing wrong with it. They 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 want a chip. That chip is probably one of the most infamous ones, but they want a chip. Okay, so I'll talk about that. Like we'll go through our quick hitters, and then I'll talk about it after we talk about our fantasy about how I became a Mavericks fan. Let's do it. Uh, all right, quick hitters. Are we ready? I think we yeah. already we already, we already talked about uh, Steve Nash and the Brooklyn Nets. They've hired Ime Udoka. I guess my question for you is, how do you feel about how the Celtics were so quick to just let him go get interviewed and now let him go and get hired? That lets me know how bad it was. Like, whatever happened, it must have been. Because they don't even want – because Ime is still under contract with the Celtics. So, in theory, the Nets have to give something up to get Ime. And the Celtics was like, nah, dog, you can have him. Like, that let me know. Like, whatever happened in that organization – Matt Barnes might be on or something. It might be some real nasty business that happened. Or, or what? What if? And I played devil's advocate. What if the the opposite? Maybe now the the organization is looking at it like, yo, maybe we could have just handled this whole punishment thing differently. Could have maybe kept it more wrap. Yeah, Joe Mazzula is not doing bad, but you know, we're not sure if he's going to take us all the way to the the, the finals. And now. And then to, it got to, it got so bad to the point where Ime said, "Yeah, I don't even want to coach you no more because look how y'all treating me like it's ridiculous." Then they would have held him hostage and made the Nets give something up. Like if there was any chance they could bring Ime, like you don't fire a coach that just took to the finals his first year. Like if there were any path where they could bring Ime back and save face, they would do it. And if it was the the latter situation that you said, then they would hold him hostage and tell the Nets, "Oh, you giving us something extremely valuable if yeah, you want." Hey, they point. let that man just walk across to point. Brooklyn, like, "Hey, God bless you. We're not gonna hold you back. We'll see you when we play in the division." Like yeah. whatever he did, either like Gator said, Gator Day said, "I feel like it was a rush of judgment." Maybe, but I do know I was reading. Um, uh, I reported that, that maybe he sent some inappropriate photos to to, to to female staff members. And if you're Boston, and I don't want to call Ime a predator, but if you can't let him back into that organization, if stuff like that oh, happened, yeah. like you you can't, yeah, yeah you like you got to go, like you can't he let him back in there. to be gone. Yeah. All right, so let's talk about Monday Night Football last night. Bengals Browns. It was not fun to watch. If you were a nope. Bengals fan, do you have any thoughts? I'm so confused by the Cleveland Browns. Are you good or are you bad? When they lose, they barely they lose by a touchdown or less. When they win, they beat her up. They beat people up like they did last night. So, are you good or are you bad? They are bad. They are bad, but they're really good at running the football. And Jacoby Brissett is really good at throwing the ball to Amari Cooper. That's it. Like they are a bad team who just I'm to be honest, if we're gonna be frank, I'm kind of disappointed. Like I'm disappointed in Miles Garrett. I know he had a sack or two last night, but he was my defensive player of the year candidate. And like like there's something to be said about TJ Watt week one, he took over that Bengals game. I have yet to see Miles Garrett do that. But I think the Browns are a bad team that just have some great pieces that can carry them a couple of weeks. Where where do uh where does Miles Garrett stand in the sack race right now? I don't know. Let's see. Let's this see. right now, uh, with seven and a half sacks, the the league leader is actually Zadarius Smith with eight and a half. Matthew Jusso is tied with the league lead at eight and a half. Um, and then Nick Bosa and Mike Micah Parsons is right there at eight. 
which is wild because Nick Bosa missed like two weeks. Yep. Um, which is wild. What's even more wild is in receiving yards, number one and number four is are both played for the same team, and Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. So I should let you know. Shout out to the people that said that Tua's arm wasn't strong enough. Apparently it is. Yeah, somebody loved Yeah, when Tua would not get murdered on the field, he's actually really good. Mm-hmm. Um, what about you? Thoughts on the Bengals and, and the Browns? I had Amari Cooper. I had Nick Chubb. I also had Joe Burrow. Joe did just enough in garbage time. He gave me two touchdowns. Nick Chubb, usual, 100-plus yards. He had two touchdowns and a two-point conversion. Amari got over 100 yards this evening and touchdown. It was a good night for me. You're living well. You are living well. Um, uh, all right. So it's it's the NFL trade deadline, is it not? And yeah. there are some trades. Uh, so let's let's you want you want to list them out, and then we can we can talk about talk about some ones we feel good and bad about. Yeah, let's go over the big ones, the ones that really matter. T.J. Hawkinson went from Detroit to Minnesota. Bananas. Uh, Roquan Smith went to the Ravens today. Uh, Bradley Chubb and Jeff Wilson are now in Miami. Calvin Ridley, who is suspended for the year, is now in Jacksonville. Uh, Chase Claypool is in Chicago. And um, I just forgot my man's name. He got traded to the Eagles. Robert Quinn is an Eagle. D. Of all the trades that happen, what trade are you like? Yep, that's the one. Calvin Ridley to Jacksonville. Yes. Um, I want to, to start there by saying, y'all, I need y'all to know that Jacksonville just really needed a true wide receiver one, a true wide receiver one. Um, Christian Kirk is a true wide receiver two. And Travis Etienne, as you guys can see, is a bona fide RB1. So they really need uh, Calvin Ridley to come be that legit RB, I mean, wide receiver one. So that way they can uh, really utilize Christian Kirk. It also lets me know, what if one of these days Roger just wakes up feeling better about stuff and decides to cut um, and decides to end Calvin Ridley's suspension earlier? Oh, I, don't, I don't think he's that nice. I don't, I don't, I don't well, I mean, know. they're already, I mean, they're halfway through the season, so probably not, but who knows? Um, I think uh, Chase Claypool to Chicago is interesting. I think uh, they clearly wanted to get, um, you know, Justin Fields a little bit more help. I, I, I wonder if if this really does it. And, um, yeah, I, I wonder if this does it. And um, I guess what does this mean for the Steelers' offensive situation? Because their offense isn't wasn't really good. So, I don't know if trading away help really does it. Um, what about you? Well, Pittsburgh, like they're the masters. They're drafting wide receivers, right? They drafted Johnson. They drafted Pickens. Like I'm sure they have someone on the roster who's like, yep, you'll do just fine. For me, I'm with you. It's Calvin Ridley to to Jacksonville. I know I know Jack, Jack fans are tired of hearing about next year, but dog, like even though Trevor has regressed this year, like next year, ETN, Ridley on one side, Kirk in the slot. Like I'm sure you can pick up a free agent for to run your on the other side on the outside. Like Jacksonville's offense is kind of spooky. I also, I also really, really, really liked TJ to the Vikings. The Vikings have always had a weak spot at tight end, and now they have JJ, Hawkinson, Cook, 
like that offense is real spooky. Now they can really take advantage of the middle of the field with Hawkinson. So like I love that move for the Vikings. They they might be the team that peaks, but I don't trust playoff Kirk Cousins, so I'm not worried about them. But yeah, it's Hawk to Minnesota. I'm with you, Gator J. Like that offense is going to be bananas. Yeah, I, I think uh TJ Hawkins to the to the Vikings is really, really big. And um like, what are you doing if you're Detroit? What the who the hell was like, yeah, that's an awesome idea. Trade them to a rival. No, they looked at their I mean, they looked at their uh they looked at their um uh, their current standings and then they looked at Dan Campbell and they looked at HBO and they said, Look, man, the the Vikings just offered us what for a tight end? Shit. Bye. Yeah, maybe they'll use that as, as ammunition to jump up in the draft if they need to. But yeah. Yeah, man. Kyle said the Packers have to beat the Lions this week. Yes, they Kyle, do. Kyle, you're talking about a team that can't defend the run with two running with two dynamic running backs. They're about to run all over us. They don't need tight ends for that. Um Kyle's the Lions gonna be the worst team in the NFL. Yeah, it's, it's funny. It's funny. Yes. It's funny because um I don't know. I think the Texans might be better than the Lions. I, I mean, I, I ain't pushing back. I would take Davis Mills over Jared Goff or David Mills. Is it Davis I, think David? The, I think the Lions might beat the Packers this week. So what does that really say about the Packers? Um, you want to talk about college football? Let's do it. So Tennessee, Ohio State are ranked number two. What do you in think? The AP poll. In the AP poll. In the AP poll, they're both tied for two. What do you think? Man, um, I I don't know if I agree with them both being tied for two. I think Ohio State might be the better team of the two. I just think it's, no one has been able to really crack the code on UT yet. But happy to see that Tennessee is really, really getting the credit they deserve. So, hey, if they're number two, they're number two. I ain't going to hate. Let me ask you a question. I had this conversation with someone at work the other day. I can see a scenario where the SEC gets three teams in the college football playoff. Like if you have a one-loss Bama. Yep, Bama, Georgia, Tennessee, because Bama, Tennessee, and Georgia are in the same division. So whoever wins this game is probably going to go to the SEC championship game to face Bama. If Bama wins the SEC championship game, they're a one-loss SEC championship team. Then you have UT with one loss. And then Georgia with one loss, one either being Saturday or in the SEC championship game. Are you going to tell me that those three teams, that there are there's a team better than those three in whoever wins Ohio State, Michigan, whoever wins the Big 12 and runs the I think Ohio State is going to win the Big 12. An undefeated Ohio State team and three one loss SEC teams. Like I don't think I don't think Clemson is in their league. I, I don't, I don't think TCU is so. in their league. I don't think, I think Oregon so. is in their league. You don't I, you I, think Oregon maybe, but TCU and uh, Clemson definitely. Clemson has the you think that Clemson it's one in the trenches and Clemson can can play it can go talent for talent with anybody. I think uh, TCU may not be able to go talent for talent, but similar to Tennessee, they may be able to go scheme for scheme. So th- now it's all about who can execute better, which I think in the case of Tennessee, they've been executing on such a high level, it's hard to really beat them right now. Um, Gator J says the college playoff, 
college football playoff committee came out tonight and they had Tennessee as the number one team in the nation. Uh, number two at Ohio state, number three, Georgia, number four, Clemson, number five, Michigan, number six, Bama. I Ooh, think Michigan. I don't like that high. at all. Uh, I, I think like Bama is too low. I'm confused on yeah. why Georgia is three. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, I, I get it right. Tennessee beat Alabama. Like that is their signature win. What is Georgia's signature win? South Carolina? I think Georgia's better than Ohio State. Yeah, that's true. They did beat Oregon. But Tennessee and, Bama. And, I and think, you have to look at this Oregon team now as an out-of-conference game. Uh, uh, it was an out-of-conference game, and they beat those guys down. And now look at Oregon. And yeah. a pack and, and a Pac-12 conference that has some really good teams in it. So you know, you know what's funny? Did you watch um who did Georgia play this week in Georgia UF? I'm sorry, Gator Day. This isn't a knock to you. This is more so about talking about Oregon. So last week, Bo Nix said, "Yo, if we play Georgia again, we would beat them." And then they brought it up on the broadcast, and the old man said, "Well, Bo Nix, you've had five times to beat Georgia, and you haven't done it yet." Like, yo, he is a kid. You can't be talking to kids like that. Yo, he flamed Bo Nix, and he's right though. If Oregon yeah, played Georgia again, it will look exactly the same way it did Week One. Yeah, no, Oregon played Georgia again i mean they're making it a definite um why do you think these guys are this committee is counting off alabama nick saban championship pedigree i don't know it's like when i tell you like if we if we get in a scenario we have three one loss sec teams and bama is your sec championship i do not see how you keep them out of the playoff like you gotta at least tennessee georgia or tennessee out of here because I'm going to tell you right now, the committee's not keeping two. Uh, the committee's not putting three teams from one. Oh, I know from the same. Like, I know. But are we talking about we want the best teams playing or do we want representation across the board? I want the four best teams. And the four best teams, Ohio State, Tennessee, Bama, and Georgia. Well, the committee then would say, hey, Ben, if they're the best team, they'd win their games. Let's, let's I'm just like, like – what would you do? You had a one-loss Bama team. That's your SEC championship. You have Georgia or Tennessee who lose to Bama in the SEC championship game. And then whoever loses on Saturday, whoever loses on Saturday cannot right. go to the SEC championship game unless the other one loses two games, which I probably won't happen. To win their games. Oh, wow. And then you're going you're gonna to let in uh, a, a one or two-loss USC in or Oregon? If they won their games and they won their conference, why the hell not? Ooh, we, why are we making excuses for teams who cannot win their games when they need? This is why Alabama and Nick Saban are who they are, and I'm team roll tie because when it comes to winning their games, they do. And and, and they didn't when they need to against Tennessee. Yes, they did. But if they get back to the SEC championship game and they right the wrongs and beat Tennessee, which I hope they do, then who you can't keep these guys out. Oh. Yeah, but like who? See, I it, think Clemson. I, I don't believe in Clemson. Look, That's I think, I think there's a lot of moral victories that we try to give these teams because they beat all of these other teams by gargantuan points. No, when the time comes and you have to play the real dogs, not the little puppies, the real dogs, can you win your game? I, I hear you. I just. And I find it real hard. I don't think Michigan is going to stop Ohio State. I think Ohio State in a few weeks is going to is going to knock on Michigan's oh, yeah, door. Oh, they're going to beat the piss out of Michigan. Dude. 
I think they are going to tell them that the fucking rent is due and it's time to get the fuck out. So Gator J said something really interesting. He says, Georgia had two games they needed to like prepare and get up for. Oregon and Florida, the rest of the games they have slept, walk, have they been sleepwalking, which is fair, but I don't know. Like I, I would love to see a scenario where we have three one-loss SEC teams and Bam measure SEC champions. Because UT can say, well, we beat Bama. Why aren't we in? And then UGA so can say, well, we beat Tennessee. You didn't beat him again. I'd love to see it. I'd rather have three. S- I, I want the four best teams. I do not care if it's three in the same conference. I want the four best teams playing for it all. I'm going to be honest with you. I want TCU win. No, you don't. Yes, I do. You, at the beginning of the year when they expanded the playoff, you you rave for like three weeks about how we're gonna see some terrible football. You want to get in until you face Bam and get your ass. Have you seen the TCU. wide receivers? That wide receiver for uh, TCU. I have. I, I have watched a. I watched the TCU Oklahoma game and I watched another TCU game. And I hear you, but Alabama would cut the horns off that frog and turn it into a toad. Well. Toads are poisonous too, depending on which ones they are. Okay. <laughs> um, World Series game three Whoa. is tonight. Game what? three finally it was post. It was the game yesterday was postponed. Yeah, um, and it's tied so one one. Three and it's in the city of brotherly love, which seems to be a, a, the most popular sports city in America hey. this hey. year. Um, hey. hey, I think the Phillies are going to take a two one lead tonight, and I think. We're going to be looking at potentially a game four tomorrow that could that could really decide some things. I'm with you. I don't. I'm not a baseball guy, but the Phillies are in it. Let's go, Houston. They're full of cheaters. D. We've talked about. Do you want to talk about the Packers? I feel like you've talked about the Packers a little bit. Do you want to talk about the state of the Packers? The last thing I would say about the Packers is this: tackle. You get paid. Tackle, tackle the football carrier, please. Ooh, Gator said his Harper hit a home run tonight. I don't know. Yes. All right, D said put your money on Harper hitting. Take the over on the home runs if it's over 0.5. Um, I'll talk about the Eagles for a second. I know they dominated Pittsburgh on Sunday. But Jordan Mailata got his ass whooped a couple of times. Like they gave up a couple of sacks that didn't need to happen. It wasn't a sack like Jalen ran out of the pocket too soon. It was Mailata getting his ass beat on a speed rush. And they're there, Jalen. This is without TJ Watt. So get your shit together, my guy. Micah Parsons is on the way. Like, when is that y'all's next game? No, no, no. We have Houston Thursday. But the next big game, there's Tennessee is the next big game in a couple. It's I think it's Houston, the Commanders, um, Tennessee, New York, Dallas, and then like New York again or something like that. Like if I'm if, curious if, to see how you guys stack up against New York. Um, me I think too. you guys already beat up on Washington, so that won't that won't that's not going to be fun. But oh, you play the Colts in there somewhere too. That's a trap game. That's what that is. I think I think Thursday's a trap game. I'm gonna be honest with you. I know the Texans are putrid, but there's something to be said about traveling on Thursday night. The team that has to travel for the Thursday night game, 
Like there's something to be said about that. Hey, I thought uh, I thought weren't uh, were road teams. Uh, no, I was going to ask if road teams were undefeated, uh, or if road teams are undefeated this season um, in Thursday night games. But then I remembered that uh, I think Lamar won, but I don't think the person of the team before that one doesn't matter. I don't. I don't like anything from the Thursday night lineup for fantasy. I haven't watched the game yet, and I, and like fantasy wise, like the Texans are so bad defensively. I got to start AJ Brown and deal with the consequences. You know, it's funny. I think I'm gonna start Damian Pierce and just see just because it's too good. He gets yeah. too much volume now. So, um. There's a very interesting note on here, and I'll let you take it from here about roller coasters. I was on, as you know, I was at Disney Disney World, and I was on a lot of roller coasters. And I love roller coasters, man. Roller coasters are unbelievable. But there's something that needs to be said about your okay. parents out here who have these badass kids that you do not want to parent because they are bad, you know they are bad, and you don't want to deal with it. We need to start a dialogue. Start it. Some of you either do not like your kids, do not want your kids, or do not want to raise them. You cannot let your kid go out in public and act like a complete ass and think that they're going to feel any type of embarrassment by acting like an ass. They are a child. You are an adult. I need you to parent. We'll leave it at that. For those of you on the audio adventure. I saw someone change a diaper. Whoa. Bare ass to ground. Whoa. They changed that baby's diaper. Their ass to ground in a theme park. Whoa. That's gross. Oh, they didn't, put a, they didn't I, even put a towel down for the baby? Nah, I just have to pray for that baby. Oh, oh. People I spit and pee and walk. I had to pray for that baby. Ooh. And if you're watching or listening to this 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 adventure, if you're asking yourself, well, are they? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Yo, chill. Yes. <laughs> if you don't know what I'm talking about, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Don't even worry about it. <laughs> what else we got? Quick plug. For those of you who do enjoy Thursday Night Football, please join Gator J and crew on Thursday Night Pre-Game for some mm-hmm. fantasy updates. Great time. Great, great listening time. adventure. Check out Gator J and them on Thursday Night Pre-Game. Um, now it is time for oh, our wait, one, one more thing. While you're there on Twitter and you're checking out Gator J, just know that there's a chance that Elon Musk might be charging you $20. Man, that man can go to hell. I I will never pay for a social media. I man, I'd rather sit spend that money on OnlyFans to get my money's worth. 
All right, Dynasty Fantasy. Yo, hey, yo, Dynasty Fantasy Talk? Um, all right, let's Fantasy Talk. I don't know what to say. Whoa. Hey, man, get that money to someone who's working for it. Oh, man. Hold on. Wait a minute. Danny, I think something may have something may have happened. Oh, in the in the dynasty league? No, I know there was talks of league. Let's talk about our redraft league before we get into our dynasty league with Gator J and team. Because Danny, a trade was just made that featured your boy. Uh oh, who'd you trade and for what? I traded with Joe. Oh no, not Joe. Traded with Joe. I got Dante Foreman for Gabe Davis. You finally gave up Gabe Davis. You've been holding Gabe Davis hostage like a prisoner of war. Gave him up. Danny, let me know your thoughts on that on that trade. Gator J, Kyle, It's this is a standard redraft, 10-team league. It was Gabe Davis for Dante Foreman. Give you a little context. My wide receiver room is overly stacked. I have... Keenan Allen, Justin Jefferson, Chris Olave, Chris Godwin, um, and Gabe Davis. Obviously, I can't play them all, so I traded Gabe for Dante Foreman. Probably could have used them last week, but whatever. You got them now. Got them. I like it. I actually had a question for you. I was going to bring to the show tonight. So, in our redraft league, for those you don't know, I am six and two. I am on a six-game winning streak. I am I'm the one seed overall, but the only weakness that I have is at tight end. The rest of my roster is stacked, but I do need some help at tight end. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, for, for folks who don't know, we're talking about our redraft league, our 10-team redraft league. Danny, guys, let me tell you guys, after an 0-2 start, he has won six straight. He is now the number one overall seed. I mean, he's got some real heavy hitters on his roster um I, I, i've been trying to stay close in the division race with you but it's looking like you have a two-game lead so there's still plenty of time left and i'm one like if joe burrow goes down that's it for me because my backup is trevor lawrence and he's regressed but i have this idea for a trade for some tight end depth george pickens because i have george pickens for mike gusecki Maybe. I, I don't know. It's not bad. It's not or bad. I could I can up the ante a little bit. I mean, it's really not, but it, maybe it's a better name. Jerry Judy for Mike Gusecki. Like that is my only weakness is tight end. Like everything else across the board, I have depth everywhere. Wait, I just you need, don't want you don't want Zach Ertz. I mean, Zach Ertz really doesn't do much for me. Like he's okay. Like he caught a touchdown the other day. But if Zach Ertz goes down, like that could be my downfall. Like I need some sort of tight end depth. And Mike Gusecki is kind of like the target I have in mind. Man, I could offer you a Pat Fryermuth. I do not want him. Oh, okay. So Kyle said, do not give Judy for Gusecki. So Kyle, do you think George Pickens for Gusecki is an even trade? Again, like this is just depth. I do not need Gusecki to start. I just need depth. Mm. It's not bad. Like, like everywhere else across, like I need to make, I just need to make a depth move. That's it. 
or maybe Alan Lazard, because I also have Alan Lazard, and then I also have Garrett Wilson. Man, you got some. I don't know. I think I think you're fine with the roster you have. You won six straight. Uh, I would say yeah, but- I, I, mean, I didn't suck, so I would say you're better off maybe searching for depth in the waiver wire. Maybe. Yeah, but the waiver, like the Evan Ingram is the best tight end available. It's Evan Ingram, Noah Fan, and Hill. Taysom Hill. Mm-hmm. And I do not want Tunyon, Gator J. Like, has Tunyon scored at all this year? Like, at least Gasecki is boomer bust. Okay. Uh, man. So Kyle says, uh, if it's one, if it's if it's one tight end, which it is, no premium scoring. I don't think you need a backup tight end. Ingram is a top fifteen. Yeah, just yeah. I, I'm with, I'm with Kyle. I would I would say pick up pick up somebody from um, free agency. Um, but the question is, who do I drop then? Because again, this roster has a lot of depth across the board. Like, who do I drop? If I were you, I mean, I might drive Melvin Gordon. I would start there, Melvin Gordon, potentially. All right, then it's settled. Um, or Garrett Wilson. I like Garrett Wilson. He's starting for me this week because half my team's on a bye. Like, that's what I'm talking about, my depth. Garrett Wilson is starting for me this week, and I feel, ju- I feel just fine. I think I'm going to drop Melvin Gordon, pick up Ingram, and that'll be my depth for the year, for the rest of the year. Okay. I like it. Uh, you gonna pick up? Yeah, and you will pick up Melvin Gordon. I don't know. I mean, I just, I, I just, I just made a, I just made this trade for for Dante Foreman. I mean, Kyle, Kyle Gator J, how you guys feel about this Gabe Davis, Devont, uh Gabe Davis or Dante Foreman? I don't know. I feel like I still want to go out. I mean, I was, I was able to keep my stable of running backs. So I might drop Daryl Henderson. So now uh, I have. Leonard Fournette, Jamal Williams, David Montgomery, Tony Pollard, and now I'm bringing in, um, now I'm bringing in Dante Foreman. So, um, just trying to figure out my my running back stable to figure out this to go along with my my wide receiver my wide receiver uh, situation. Justin Jefferson, Chris Olave, Keenan Allen, and Chris Godwin, and then I have Justin Herbert at quarterback. So. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I got a lot of good depth. And then tight end, it's funny because I got Gerald Everett and then I got Pat Fryerview. And I don't know. I mean, they're just it's just they're just hit or miss. I don't really know what to say about them. They're really just hit or miss. Kyle said Melvin Gordon's about to go off this week. Real funny. <laughs> yeah, it's very possible. All right. You ready to get into our dynasty chats? Yeah, let's um, do it. I got smoked this week by Bam. So Bam, I know you're here. Come on down. I got rocked. Whoa. Whoa, wait a minute. Before before uh before we really get into it, I want to start by talking about this trade that was uh yeah. this trade that happened between Gator J and Kyle. So Kyle um traded Dak Prescott and Michael Gallup for Trevor Lawrence, Rondale Moore, and a third round pick. So Kyle, Gator J, I'd love to know a little bit more about the trade. Who said who what and how did we get here? 
Kyle, Kyle, low key, you were piling up these draft picks. Kyle is going big game hunting. I feel like real soon. Like, how many draft picks do you have, Kyle? Hold on, let me uh, you look at his team. Yeah, I'm trying to find this. Kyle is going big game hunting. Where are you at, Kyle? Where are you at, Kyle? He has Gator J's second and Gator J's third. <laughs> Gator Jay's gonna have one draft. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, no, Gator Jay really might only have one draft pick next year. Uh, yeah, like look at yo, Cal's going big game hunting. I love it. Cal's gonna have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Okay, okay. Which brings up a, a, a great point because in this dynasty league, um, uh. In, in this dynasty, in this dynasty league, I mean, we're really starting to shake out. Uh, I think the playoff picture. Um, I mean, as of right now, we got Rojo Truther. He'd be the one seed. I'd be the two seed. Um, let's see who else. Uh, who's the three seed? Um, uh, Bend it like Beckham would be the three seed. Um, Gator J would be the four seed. Uh, that Cali kid would be the five seed, and then Greg would be the six seed. Um, and so with that, we've extended the trade deadline by three weeks. It was supposed to be this week. We extended three weeks. Now it's week 12. And now that gives people three more weeks to see where they're at, heading into our consolation tournament and the playoff tournament. Danny, um, I mean, what do you think? Do you think you, you think you might make it be making any moves? Maybe. I have to do a lot of thinking because I, I have two first round picks. Like I have your first round pick and I have my first round pick. So it, it, it might, it might be time to go big game hunting for, for a game changer. So we'll see. Everyone is here. I'm, I've just changed it. So the trade deadline is now, is now week 12. Since okay. nobody said anything. Um, Okay, so I guess guess what my team, I guess, and I wanted to get your thoughts, Kyle, Gator J. So is everyone comfortable with the supplemental round only being three three rounds, which means everyone only gets three new people? So does that mean that we all drop three people when we draft three people? I believe so, right? That makes sense. Would that, Right. Can someone, can someone, because I, I, I've been very curious to see how that works. Um, and then I've also, I mean, I've been looking at my team and I don't know, man, I think I could get a little bit more, more depth at, uh, at wide receiver. Um, Cal so, said add a taxi. Oh, Gator J said add a taxi. What does that mean? I've heard that phrase before. What does it mean add a taxi? Uh, taxi's like red shirt. It's like professional. Like oh, okay. I don't know if I want to add a taxi. I, I, I think I'd rather people drop three people. I think I'd rather people drop three people in, in draft. I agree. Because we, yo, these benches we have are like so deep. Um, yeah, that's what I might. Okay. So Kyle says, I think you can draft the rookies, have too many players in the roster, but can't make add drops or lineup changes. So you have to drop before making the move. Okay. Okay. 
Um, kind of like an NBA or like got to cut your roster before. Yeah. So essentially I would, I would say for most people after the season drop three people, um, because it's likely going to be your three draft picks. Yeah. Okay. If you have three draft picks. Yeah. Yeah. I have, I, in theory, I'd have to drop four people because I have four draft picks right now. Yeah. Um, I guess I guess I have, I have the same amount of draft picks. One, just different rounds. Like I don't have. Yeah. A first so round you pick. have you don't have yeah, the first round pick. pick. Yeah, you have my second. Yeah. Honestly, I might do some shopping for a wide receiver. I mean. I say that I got Tyreek Hill, but outside of Tyreek Hill, I have, you know, Allen Robinson. Yeah. Definitely need some wide receiver help. So, I mean, right. I, have a, I, have, I, have a, I have a few wide receivers if you want to come talk to me. Might be doing some shopping. We got three weeks, and uh, I'm excited to see how this one's going to work out. This consolation tournament, I'm really excited about Kyle. I'm really excited to see how you do in this constellation tournament with all these draft picks. I think whether you get, and I mean that respectfully, Kyle, very respectfully, but you only have one win. Yeah, he know. <clears throat> I'm trying to be respectful. I'm trying to be respectful. I didn't mean that disrespectfully. I'm just curious to see how I was going to do in the constellation tournament because if he gets number one overall pick, I mean, this dude's going to have like. <laughs> Guy's gonna have like a crazy amount of points. He is. Um, and Kyle, I also also wanted to say that, and this is my last thing. I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you go after this, Danny. I'd, I also I also say that to say I'd be very curious to know if you've got the number one overall pick. Who who are most people thinking is pick 101 in in this in this uh, in this upcoming draft? Bijan, and from a fantasy perspective, Bijan. All right, go ahead, Danny. My bad. Answer your question for you think this is a fair trade? Third round pick. And see, I don't I don't have anything of value. Never mind. Uh someone has Dalvin Cook. I need some running back depth. So I was thinking a third round pick. Maybe Dalton Schultz. That's I have a I have a Cordero Patterson who will be coming off at IR soon. Really? I'll give you a third round pick for him. <laughs> oh, you know what? Let's do that. Let's do this right now. I like that. So for Cordell Patterson, I will give you a third round pick and Alan Lazard. I don't want to do that. You don't want to do that? No. What will it take? I I don't know. I gotta think on that. I gotta think on that. How about Juju for Cordell straight up. No, actually, you might be talking. That might not be a bad one. Actually, I can, I can I can actually do that. I can send that through right now. I will do that. Let's ask the people, is that a good trade? Because I need you. But I have zero. Like, I am dying at the running back spot. Uh, that That's my lineup. <laughs> I know Kyle. I need I need I need a, a bigger hitter than Daryl Henderson. I need someone. <laughs> Let me see, because I have a lot of people on by this week. Can I survive? 
will he be gone? Let me think about it. Let's talk about it after this. Yeah, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Because I think I'll be okay. Yeah, Deontay's on a... He is on a bye. Dalton Schultz is on a bye. Hell no, I don't want no Kenyon Drake. Get out of here. <laughs> oh, man. All right, we'll talk about it after this. All right, let's talk about it. All right, Danny, let the people let the people know where they can find us and who we are brought to them by. I'm gonna cue us up a little song. Get us up out of here. For the people who are watching live, watching the, the restream or on the audio adventure, again, send us your questions. They do not have to be sports related. Speak on a pod 14 at gmail.com. Send your name and your question. If you want to remain anonymous, that is okay. We will call you anonymous. Um, have your question. Again, it doesn't have to be sports related. D, D and I, believe it or not, have a way with the women. If you need some dating advice, if you need, if you're going car shopping and you want to know what car you need to buy, like anything, feel free to ask us anything. We'll read yep. it on air. Or answer question, um, going to dot com. Go for it. I'll, and I'll even add on to this: if you want to not be anonymous, put your phone number, and we'll call you. Yeah, we will answer your question. Come hell or high water. Um, again, this show is brought to you by going for dot com. Head over for going for dot com for all your needs. Tune in Thursday before Houston Eagles. Gator J and the gang will have your pregame show revved up and ready to go catch kyle on mondays here on going check out there's something every single day of the week for all kind of fantasy leagues dynasty redraft um if you're in the scott fish bowl uh you can listen to us if you want to listen to guys just talk shit for an hour and a half uh d that's all i got oh gator j pause 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 Yo, <laughs> I just offered this guy Najee Harris and Devontae Smith for Travis Etienne. He didn't do it. Oh, wow. He is a terrorist. He's a, he has a very smooth. I'm, I'm just, I, thought, I, thought, I thought that was a, I gave you my first, I gave you my first and third round pick for like your fifth, and you don't want that? He okay. said, he said, no, nah, take that shit back. All right. Uh, Yo, make sure you guys follow follow the pod, speak on underscore pod. Follow your boy at Los D-Mix. That's L-O-S-D-E-E-M-I-X. Make sure y'all comment under wherever you're listening to on, on audio, 